broadcasting from Atlanta, Georgia. It's the MedCare Business Network, featuring your host, Tom Harbin. Hello, welcome to MedCare Business Network. I'm your host, Tom Harbin, and also with me today is Rob Fasali our producer and technical director here. Welcome, Rob. How you doing, man? Oh, I'm great. I'm stoked about this podcast. Me too, man. Um, I tell you what, guys, today we are blessed to be joined by Dr. Brandy Brown. Brandy, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? All right. You know, we've been working together for a while and uh, I've got uh, just looking at your extensive uh, background. You do a little bit of everything, but I'm so excited to have you on today. Um <laughs> You know, you're just right outside of Atlanta in Snellville, correct? Yes. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, what's going on in your world, Brandy? Um, well, I'm busy trying to grow my business. Um, I've been uh extraordinary family health care started in um 2017 officially as a clinic. Previously I was extraordinary nurses, so I was just kind of, you know, working for myself overall for several years. And um since 2017, we've grown a bit. Um, but of course, as you know, like any business, if you want to get more people in and make more money, you have to grow yourself a bit more and do a bit more in order to get there. So that's where I'm at right now, working to um, enhance <laughs> my brand and um, what I can provide to um, the medical world overall. So you like to help people, correct? Yes, I, I do. I know that. I, I how, don't know why sometimes some people <laughs> don't deserve all this goodness, but I do like it. <laughs> well, I tell you what, these days being a healthcare provider like yourself and you started in 2017, you said? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then, and then what happened in 2020 and with COVID and everything, um, and you're still at it's 2023. Um, <laughs> I'm sure you've had to, uh, make some changes maybe, uh, so tell us a little bit about what, you know, your dream, what is it that, what is it that you've been doing and what is it that you want to continue to do and how, how can, uh, folks out there, uh, get in touch with you and all that. So just tell us a little bit about your background. Well, um, in 2017, I started with a, um, office in a multi office building, just a little, it was a room okay. <laughs> and I was able to put everything I needed in that one room. And, you know, I went through the, you know, the basics of, you know, creating, uh, you know, myself as a business and, you know, getting everything I need and getting on insurances and so forth. So um, I practiced out of that location up until 20, was it 23? So 2022, um, even with COVID, um, I was open, but, you know, more or less part time. I was doing a lot more telehealth and I still do pretty much part-time. I'm not there full-time every day. Um, but I do do a lot of telehealth still to this okay. day. But, you know, of course, as you know, in 2020 and the end of 2019, you know, telehealth had blew up. So right. <laughs> everybody wanted a telehealth appointment, you know, Dr. Um, the Dr. Few Dr. people Brady. that wanted to come in, you know, of course we made that happen for them. And so now we're in a, you know, an actual office space where we have several rooms um, that we are working out of like a normal clinic. However, um, I pride myself on being more of a uh, boutique like clinic, if you want to call it. Right, right. Uh, now, where's your location at? 
Um, it's in Snellville off okay. of Main Street East right now. Uh, that's where we are located. Okay. Uh, 1982 Main Street East, Suite C in Snellville. Um, we're looking to get a bigger, nicer building of our own soon that we we wholeheartedly own. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, but we're a boutique. So when I say that, meaning I don't have my office set up as a like sterile location. So when you walk in, you're not looking at it like I'm at the doctor's office. You're looking at it like, oh, you know, I feel at home here. I feel at peace here. You know, the colors, the furniture, everything there is just kind of like it makes you want to come into the office, per se. That's um, awesome. And we also keep our, our schedule pretty light as far as how we schedule people and how many people we see, because we don't want it to be, you know, again, like a doctor's office where you got five, 10 people sitting in the waiting room, <laughs> right, right, waiting to be seen kind of thing. So um, we want to be able to give um, want that one on one care, truly, when that person comes in. So they feel like, you know, their insurance is paying for that full 45 or 20 minutes or 30 minutes, whatever it might be, you know, they're getting the gist of it and they're able to ask questions and get everything they need in that visit without feeling um, like they were just kind of passed on to the next person <laughs> right. or to the next visit. You know, it's funny. Um, and for the audience out there, just to let y'all know, uh, transparency here, uh, the way that I got in touch with you, Brandy, how we met one another is through locum tenens and mm -hmm. you had talked about you know doing some temporary things tell you know the telemedicine stuff and you actually have worked with us as a uh, nurse practitioner at different facilities around the metro atlanta area and uh you know what i think is so cool you being you know you like you love to help folks and you're an entrepreneur you started your own business you've done basically whatever it takes uh as you chase this dream that you have of, and uh, you know, the one thing I'd like to ask when I talk to doctors, you know, or any advanced practitioners is this, why did you get in the, uh, why did you get into medicine to begin with? Um, well, okay. So I mean, I've always wanted to be in healthcare. My, mm -hmm. that was, you know, as a kid, I always wanted to be healthcare. Of course, initially, all you know about was being a medical doctor. That's all you knew, you right. know, at that point in time, nobody knew about all the other opportunities that you could, you know still kind of have. So, um, uh, high school, my high school in San Diego, we had a, this program with one of the bigger healthcare systems. And that's where I really got my foot in the door and just really started seeing different things that I wanted to do. Um, and we did like, uh, internships and so forth. So it was really fun. And from there, when I got into college, my first college at San Diego state, that's where I learned about even being a PA. And then, you know, eventually decided, you know, nursing was probably the better option for me overall because, you know, I had already started doing um, some things in nursing. So I started out as like a um, CNA. Um, I did some medical assisting at one point and then I went to school for my LPN in San Diego. And that's kind of like where, you know, I really started getting into, you know, this 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 uh level of where I'm just kind of climbing um, in the nursing field because I didn't realize, you know, nursing had so many levels and so many things that, you know, I could have potentially have done. And so it was a good thing that I picked this because I was able to see, you know, this wasn't just a 
a one one kind of degree. Right. <laughs> you had options. <laughs> and your background, I mean, and just, you know, I know you and we've worked together, like I said, but uh, you've got, as far as a specialty, when someone, you know, says, what exactly is her specialty? What exactly does she, you know, wh- what would you say in your case? Uh, are you more like with OBGYN, women's health, or are you geriatrics? What would what type of medicine do you uh, practice? Um, I mean, primarily my office is uh, family or primary care. Um, you know, we add in some aesthetics as well as um, uh, mental health. Mm-hmm. However, as you can see from my um, CV, I've <laughs> been in the world of a little bit of everything you know, and of course, some things have fallen off, you know, the higher you go with your degree in nursing, it seems like people stop calling you for those same jobs anymore. You don't get because they're like worried about how much they got to pay you. Right. <laughs> so exactly. like, oh, she has this degree. We can't afford her. And it's like, <laughs> it's not always about money. Sometimes it's just about being able to do stuff you love sure. or to keep up a skill set that you've already had. Right. So um, I think that I'm just a... Uh, a renaissance person, if you were to call it woman that, you know, has a little knowledge of, of a lot of things and, you know, vast experience in many others. And I know things change industry wise as things, you know, the years go on, but I think it's beneficial that I've done so many different things. Um, cause it helps the patients because I'm able to kind of help ease some of their questions or their experiences that they feel like they're about to have you know, with different situations or different specialties that I'm able to, you know, give them a little more information and help them kind of transition, you know, to those things that they have to take care of. So, um, I think I'm a little bit of everything. (laughs) Another thing that we have in common, and I just want to get your feedback on is you're, you're a veteran, correct? Yes. All right. U.S. Navy. I'm, I was, Uh uh, eight years enlisted Navy. You were, uh, officer, correct? As a, as a nurse, is that right? Well, yes. Um, okay. That was later. That was the latter part. Initially, because the Navy didn't uh, take the degrees that I had at the time. Okay. Um, I was a YN mm-hmm. doing admin as an enlisted. Okay. Um, and then uh, I want to say twenty thirteen ish. No, maybe yeah, twenty twelve, twenty thirteen ish, something like that. I um finally got to do officer and I did that for a couple of years and then I got out <laughs> as a as a non-military person this is Rob by the way as, as a <laughs> mm-hmm. non-military person what is a YN um it's called a yeoman and basically it's like being a secretary in a sense you know we kind of you know manage you know personnel files we manage you know um kind of administrative time and you know education when we do trainings and stuff like that so you know, we kind of run the office. It's like almost the office manager as you keep going up. <laughs> oh, I got you. It's kind of like an administrator. Well, yeah. More mm-hmm. like, actually, in my case, and I'll speak from my eight years in the Navy as an enlisted mm-hmm. person. Uh, to me, you, there was three people you never pissed off in the Navy. Okay. <laughs> the cooks. All right. Mm-hmm. The supply people, the ones that when you need something and the yeomen who are like, they're like the they mess with it. They can mess with everything. So you always <laughs> wanted to make sure you're in. But th- they could get it done too. Oh yeah, they? they get it done. They get it done. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. but that's awesome. Thank you so much for your service. And uh, thank you. I think that <laughs> sh- that I think I love to talk to uh, healthcare uh, professionals, physicians. Every, I mean, nurses. Everyone that 
also were are were in the military because that just shows how much you guys love to help people. Yes. And as a veteran yes. myself and in the, you know, medical staffing business, that's what we want to do is to be able to help veterans out there. And in your practice with your, you know, with what you're doing now in uh, Atlanta and the areas, are there, are, could you help veterans out there in the Atlanta area? Yeah. Um, well, currently I'm doing, unfortunately I have to work through other companies in order mm-hmm. to do this, but you know, I do help veterans with their disability um, exams to help them get their benefits awesome. that many veterans do not know that they actually um can have <laughs> right um so i do a lot of those visits through the bigger companies that the uh, va you know contracts with and i'm currently in the process of signing up uh they have space for mental health care providers in their community care program so hopefully i'll be on board with that so i'll have a few more of those because you're board certified. Um, and of a- course i'm on tricare so hopefully i'll get some more but i would really love to be able to be honest to have my own contract with the va outside of all these other entities, you know, to just be able to let the veterans come in and get the care. Because sometimes just listening to a lot of the disability claims and what people have gone through and what, you know, type of care they're receiving. And I'm not saying, you know, the VA is the most horrible place in the world or anything like that, but it's it's just too many people. It's all we got right now. Yeah. I mean, you know, you and you're board certified in uh, PMH. You're a you're a uh, board certified. That's a psychiatrist uh, nurse practitioner, correct? For mental health. Yes, I'm also certified there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And see, I I think right now that that's even, you know, with the veterans, I've I've heard numbers from 20 to 25 veterans a day are committing suicide. And, uh, you know, if the even, you know, there's folks out there that need help that the VA turns away. I've mm-hmm. I've been involved with an organization in Atlanta uh, where they take those folks that are even living in their cars on the street, whatever, that the VA's mm-hmm. turned away. And we try to help get them, you know, medical attention and get back out there, get their feet, you know, back out there working. So I, I would love to talk more about that with you uh, later on. Um, okay. But, you know, getting back to, you know, what you're doing now, um, what is it that uh, in the Atlanta area that you see the biggest need for right now in the, say, you know, in the medical world, whether it's, you know, physical or mental? Um, I'm going to say overall, just, you know, dealing with the different patients that I have on the medical side, as well as mental health side, is more, uh, I don't know how to say it, just providers being more aware overall, because it seems like there's a lot of missing pieces in their healthcare. You know, people will tell me that, you know, they had this and this done, but I'm like, what happened to this step? You know, like if somebody totally, you know, the providers totally looked over it. So like, even like mental health wise, I have a lot of females that I feel like are, are misdiagnosed in a lot of ways, or spend a lot of time in like feeling the worst that they could possibly feel because, you know, the providers that they're seeing are not treating them like an, an individual, but as a number or, or insurance fee, you know, because many of them have hormone issues. It doesn't matter the age, you know, a lot of people have, a lot of females have a lot of hormone issues. And usually that's a big key factor on how you're going to feel mental health wise. So now I'm band-aiding you with trying to get you on medication to make you feel better. But then I have to try to tell you, listen, you know, and educate you on why you need to have your hormones checked and why you maybe need to, you know, 
check with a different provider for certain things. Um, and I just feel like there's a lot of missteps and not just on the mental health side, but even on the primary care side, there's a lot of people that, you know, get a lot of missed things. Like I had a vet come in uh, just the other day and he's an older gentleman, probably in his seventies. And he goes to the VA and the VA told him, well, we're not going to give you any blood pressure medicine until you get your disability exam done. Then we'll give it to you. I'm like, he's 70 something years old. That's yeah. That, oh my God. With this, <laughs> Yeah. 180 over 90 blood pressure. Like you're trying to set him up for a stroke. I'm like, I understand you want it to look bad enough. So yeah. <laughs> you know, but at the end of the day, it's not benefiting him. What What is he going to do if he dies before he can get money? You know, it's just a lot of missteps and misinformation. And um, you're so right. I mean, I know that not maximizing treatment. I know that you and I have talked uh, before, like you've worked, you filled in at different clinics for us around the Metro Atlanta area. And <laughs> that's always a fun experience. And it's like, you know, you have to like walk into a, a already, you know, clinic that's been, you know, people have worked there for probably a couple of years together. And all of a sudden you're the new provider showing up that morning, you know, you don't know what to face. So, you know, you've got experience on both sides now that you're running your practice. So you, there's a lot of things that you probably know what not to do, correct? Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely that. You know, I just try to take it with a grain of salt overall to just, you know, try to do better. But also, you know, to get feedback, you know, even for the future for that clinic, be it, be it through like, like, say, if it's with you all, just tell you guys, hey, this clinic probably should think about these things. Or, you know, if they ask me, because sometimes it's like, you know, we want the we want certain things in our clinics and we want certain type of talent. We want certain type of people. But sometimes we have to be able to um, be flexible with how we you know adjust to that situation and what we need, you know, especially right. when we want to if we're trying to make sure that we're giving care to the patient. Sometimes it's like you got to you got to bite the bullet just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's the patient on, the, you know, they're coming into a clinic, whether it's in a government facility or in your facility or anybody's facility, ER, they need help. And yes. today's, let's face it, you know, if, if a 50 year old man comes into a clinic, they can pretty much justify uh, every type of test and bill for it and all that. But when a, ch a kid walks in, that's a little bit different. Um, but it's, it's all about making those dollars, right? It's about, so some of the big box, uh, places out there you go there and the healthcare sometimes can be you know average or below mm -hmm. um, so thank goodness you know you're chasing your dream and putting out there you know if someone if 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 a, if a uh, you know somebody needed you know some type of help being a veteran uh, uh, women's health whatever mental health how would someone get in touch with you Oh, they would just call my office at um, 678-608-2426 to Extraordinary Family Healthcare. But we're also on social media on IG um, under Extraordinary Family Healthcare and on Facebook as well. And we also have a website. Um, it's www.exofamhealthhealth.com um, to reach out to us. Um, we do our best to follow up with everybody as quickly as possible, but we know sometimes, you know, healthcare has become kind of like a lottery. <laughs> if you're not the first person to catch them, they didn't jump to the next person. But, you know, I know that, you know, our goal is to provide quality care and they're going to get that one-on-one. -on -one. So, you know, if they happen to miss us, hopefully they'll come back and they'll, you know, feel like they're, they're getting what they need out of it. Because sometimes 
people end up in a, a different practice where they're pretty much a number, you know, and they're right. hoping to get an appointment. <laughs> right. You know, um, as far as like in the healthcare these days for folks that might not have insurance, they might not have, uh, or they do have insurance. Mm-hmm. What, you know, the difference in coming to see, you know, your clinic or going to like one of these big box, like Kaiser, you know, whoever mm-hmm. out there, mm-hmm. would there be any difference with, with that or something that people that are not coming to the doctor because they're, they just don't, you know, they don't know what to do. How, how do you reach those folks? I guess is what I'm saying. Um, well, of course we, you know, we get, do get a lot of word by mouth, um, word of mouth type of stuff. And I, I, I actually, and with uh, one of my colleagues that works with me, um, we try to do, you know, community events. You know, mm-hmm. if people call us about events. We go out and we try to make sure that we let people know that we have options. You know, you don't have to have insurance to be seen. We, we try to keep our, you know, clinic appointments affordable, you know, our labs affordable. You know, we even have it to where we set up um, like memberships and all of those good things. So it's not that people don't have options. We even have payment uh, what's it called? Payment, uh, financing and stuff of that nature. So it's, it's like, you can get seen. It's just, you know, what are you willing to actually sacrifice for it? You know, because I'm like, you know, you can spend a hundred dollars just to go out to dinner, but are you willing to spend a hundred dollars, <laughs> Right. you know, to stay healthy? And so you can go out to dinner later. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, it's, um, it's something that we, I pride myself on is making myself available for that and making it easy and have options, which is why I'm not rich and living in the, this big old mansion. You know, <laughs> I, I, make, I make it affordable enough to where, you know, I can still live, but people can still afford to get seen as well, you know, well, um, because, I, you know, I'm not, I don't really feed into the the insurance thing, even though I take it, you know, insurance really doesn't pay me for the time that I spend with people or the effort that I put into it, but some people need it and I get that. And so I just go with the flow. <laughs> and you also offer, I think you said telemedicine, is that correct? Yes. Yes. Now, how does that, how does that work? How, how would that work? Um, normally t- telemedicine is more so for either people that are already established patients, you know, if I don't necessarily have to physically touch them in order to, you know, um, uh, take care of something acute or refill, I'll see them. Um, I do do mental health, um, through telehealth. I do like to see people in person, but of course I still do a lot of that. And telehealth is just more for acute things. You know, you, I can't be your, you know, regular primary care provider for everything that way, but <laughs> Right. You know, um, I do utilize that and I'm licensed in about 20 something states right now. So I saw that. Um, wow. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, um, I do mental health through a company, but my goal ultimately is to, you know, um, expand that overall, especially in the full practice states where, you know, I can just see people for acute things and mental health on my own more so. So that's, you know, also that's a you 2024. Do, uh... Do you offer any type of, uh, like, I know, I think you're about to become DOT where you can do the DOT physicals. Is that correct? Oh yes, I do that. You do Um, that now? Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've been licensed for about two years now. So, um, we do do those. We haven't had a lot of those yet, but we do, I do do them. So if there's anyone Um, out there that needs that, they can, they could actually get in touch with you to do that. Correct. Oh, definitely. Okay. We will set that up. Um, we try to keep our 
prices come, you know, competitive. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I think for me, it's just um, any real um, obstacles I come up with, you know, as far as patient care comes to be, is just sometimes my ethics. Like I'm very like, you know, direct and I'm kind of like, straight line in it. I'm like, I've never had to worry about a lawsuit or any of those things. And I'm not going to work, have to worry about that. So, you know, every now and then I'll get people that, you know, want things their way, or, you know, they want me to bend the rules for them. And I'm like, not going to happen. No, I can testify. <laughs> I can testify to that. I mean, definitely. And that's what I respect. I respect you. Um, you know, I'm, I'm so uh, happy that you're in 2017, you started your own business. It's 2023. We've been through a couple of crazy years and you're still out there helping, helping the folks. And, uh, you know, there's another healthcare provider that's out there, a board certified nurse practitioner in several different fields from what I'm seeing DOT, you can do DOT physicals and you're in Snellville. Mm-hmm. So yes, sir. that's, I mean, if there's anyone out there in our audience that, uh, you know, needs help veterans, women's health, anything that we can do, definitely reach out to Dr. Brandy Brown. Um, mm-hmm. Everyone needs to put as much time as their health care as they do in planning a uh, three-day weekend, right? I mean, it's <laughs> like nowadays people are right. more, you know, they spend more time uh, planning a two-week vacation than they do their finances and health care sometimes. So it's great <laughs> to know that you're out there, you know, ready to help the folks. So thank you so much. Yeah, that's my goal. And, you know, I, I just remind patients, you, you know, I don't I don't educate you just to educate you. I educate you so that you can stay healthy. And some people listen to me and the few that don't, I'll usually get a call from another place, another mm-hmm. hospital or <laughs> right. I, I in rehab that say, oh, they've been admitted. I was like, really? You know, <laughs> uh-huh. like, you know, had you just come back, we could have avoided all of these, you know, issues. But you know, I, I just try to encourage people to take their health seriously. I know most people don't like going to the doctor, which is why, you know, I try to make my um, scenery more comforting and more inviting so it doesn't feel like, oh, my God, I got to go to this doctor's office kind of thing, you know, um, so they can feel calm and at, at peace when they're there. Um, well, I'll tell overall. you, that, that's a great testimony. I can I remember I went to a telemedicine conference out in Austin a couple of years ago and I, I ran into a family practitioner that started a telemedicine company and she, she gets calls from the ER there in her location from, uh, patients that are having episodes and stuff. But she said, since she started her telemedicine practice, she's got more patients that have not, they won't even leave their house. They wouldn't even leave their house, but she was able to get them set up with different types of tools, you know, Bluetooth type things where she, she could help monitor them at their house. Mm -hmm. And she was at the clinic. And I thought, wow, there's people out there that need that help that only telemedicine will probably help. So yes. that you you offer that as well. And I think that's awesome. Yeah, so thank you. definitely. <laughs> uh, anyway, well, thank you so much. We're going to go ahead and wrap it up. And uh, okay. Dr. Brandy Brown, we appreciate you so much for blessing us with these words today. And thank uh, you for we, having me. we're here to help any way possible. So uh, we'll we'll be touching uh, base with you. Thank you so much. And thanks again for listening to Medicare Business Network, everyone. Have a great day. If you want to hear more, go to MedCareBusinessNetwork.com. This has been a presentation of Medicare Staffing, where we come through for you.